This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Fraternity Club of Ferry Meadow. You can get your best wood fire pizzas in the Illawarra here. Come on down, join us a member, grab a drink, have dinner, sit back and watch some football on the big screen. If you're having a function, be sure to get in contact with the frat as they have an extremely large function room upstairs in the club. The podcast is also brought to you by our sponsor, Ostbrokers City State Insurance Brokers. Contact them or see them at their office on Crown Street, just above Zambrero, for all your insurance needs. Both of our sponsors are fantastic supporters of football. Both are run by football people, so be sure to show some support. And welcome back to the South Coast Footballholic. Finally got a guest again over Zoom this week. Josh Bartlett from the Illawarra Mercury. Welcome along. Hey, Jared. Good to be here. Feels like I could pop up every two weeks on your podcast, but uh, just how the way it goes at the yeah. moment. Just a cameo. Just a cameo. Cameo, yeah, that's right. You'll have to yeah. pay me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, we can't have that. <laughs> a quick plug-in as well for the Fraternity Club, showing the Euros over the next month till the 11th of July. It's been a few interesting games in the Euros, you'd say, over the last week or so, Josh? Yeah, it looks like people are really getting behind it too. Like, right across Australia, I've seen, you know, videos of people going absolutely nuts when goals are scored and there's been interesting games. So, it's good to see, mate. Yeah, I saw a video the other day from, I think, the England game when they scored at the Star Casino at Sydney of all places. And yeah, so, yeah, why don't you show that passion for the bloody Socceroos? Speaking of that, speaking of that as well, they got their, I think they clean sweep their group this morning, so they finished top. They go to the next round of the World Cup qualifiers, which is good. But from a local point of view, what was your biggest eye catcher from the local leagues over the weekend? Yeah, look, there's there's plenty going on over the weekend. Um, look, I'd say Jared, to be honest, most results kind of happened how I roughly would have expected. The only game maybe caught my eye a bit more than usual was Winuna's two-all draw with Glamby. I mm. thought that was a chance for Winuna to make a real statement at home, and they they, they just didn't. So I've got a question on uh, Winuna, but we'll get to that when we go to their review, mate. Yeah, definitely. My eye catcher, though, is how close the top four is right now. Do you know how close the top four is right now? Extremely. Well, it's a lot closer than the rest of the, the rest of the bunch, that's for sure. Four points between Albion Park in fourth and Olympic in first. That's mental. And then we have a real gap between fourth and fifth and down. Oh, eight points. Yeah, there's like a couple of groups. So you've got a group of fours at the top, and then you've probably got... You've got Bulleye and Port on 18, Winoon on 16. You might want to chuck Tarrant in there on 13, depending on how they go this weekend. That could make it interesting considering they are playing Bulleye. So we're heading into round 13 and pretty much the top four sorted. We've only got one final spot to, to sew up. Well, you'd think so. And that's kind of how we predicted it, except we thought Bulleye would be in that fall and Coniston will be fine for the fifth. But the way Conor's going at the moment, oh. <laughs> it's really, really impressive. Yeah. Uh, some of your standout players from the weekend that caught your eye. Yeah, look, I think obviously the most eye-catching winner was um, Abbey Parks won uh, 5-0 over Crinney. Um, again, Cameron Morgan uh, <laughs> extends his lead at the top of the uh, Golden Boot race. But also, I believe uh, Minatello got a couple as well, which is, uh, yeah, good to see. Yeah, Minatello and Morgan did get two, but I want to touch on Mitsuo Yamada as well, who's been one of, possibly one of the league's best I reckon we'll get to a discussion about George Naylor a bit later, but he definitely has to be within a shout. And obviously, Minotel and Morgan, but Deacon Brownley as well. He's had a good last week. The youngster for Bullite, 
getting his first goals in first grade last week. He grabbed a goal in the Birmingham Cup midweek as well, and he got his first league goal over the weekend in Bulleye's one-all draw with Olympic as well. So well done to him. But moving on to this weekend, round 13. It's trucking along, trucking along. We're not too far away from the end. Who are you? What are you looking out for this weekend going into round 13? Look, there's a couple of games that are, that are crucial in terms of that top five at the moment. Port versus Winuna. That's um, two sides. I mean, when Port Campbell is really knocking on the door of uh, Bulleye in that fifth position. Mm. I think it's down to goal differential now. So that game's huge. We have uh, uh, Bulleye, Bulleye and Blueys. Bulleye, Bulleye and Tara, which is another side that are looking to try fight for that top five. So they're two games that could decide the makeup of the five. Yeah. And other than that as well, I was touching, what I'm looking out for is Tara and I'll chuck Coromel in there as well because Tara's going up against Bullite and Coromel's going against Wollongong United. Both need a result if they want to stay in touch with Port Winuna and Bullite. Of course, Port and Winuna are playing each other this weekend. So if those two want to stay in touch with them, they need a result this weekend because a poor result for these two this weekend could well and truly end their chances. But... Coming this time next week, what do you reckon those headlines are going to read that you'll be writing? I think we will be talking about Port Kembla. I think, um, yeah, I'm expecting to get up this weekend. So I think we'll be talking about Port Kembla being in the top five. And your tip for player of the round? Player of the round? Well, you've touched on him already. I think Mitsu Yamada. It's hard to look past him at the moment, let's be honest. He's uh, been a dynamic this year for, for United. How good are our tips? I went Yamada as well. There you go. <laughs> For those, once again, we re- we were reaffirming we do not share tips before <laughs> before the start of a recording ever. But we'll just quickly go on to the table now. So Olympics first on 30 points. Kono shrink the gap to two points on 28. Wollongong United's on 27. And Alley Park's on 26. So there's four points separating the first from fourth. Bulleye and Paul Campbell are on 18. Bulleye is in fifth with on goal difference. Paul Campbell in sixth. Winuna is 16 points in seventh. Tarawana is on 13 points in eighth. Coromore is 10 points in ninth. Balimbi got another point over the weekend there. Got eight points sitting in tenth. Quinjilla Pines are on five points in 11th. And South Coast United's on three points in 12th. But we'll get now into the round 12 review. Brought to you by the Fraternity Club. The first game we'll touch on is the game you were at on the weekend. Bulleye 1-1 with Longong Olympic. Red card, interesting game this one. You were at it. And in your words, when we were messaging each other throughout, you said it was a strange game, Josh. So what your take on this one? My first takeaway was it was so cold there at Bulls Paddock. It was <laughs> the wind was going, so credit. To, it was a decent crowd down there too. So credit to all the fans that got out to that game. It was uh, It was cold. Um, look, to be honest, Jared, the first half an hour was dour. It was almost boring, the first half hour. Um, it opened up uh, after a, a controversial, I'd say, uh, free kick to, to Van Alaya um, in the box. He got dragged down by the goal. He was one of those ones. Could have been let go, could have been given, which it was. Anyway, um, he, he converted. And then the game really opened up a few minutes later when uh, James O'Rourke was sent off. And that made it, to be honest, Jared, a more interesting game. I think mm. the Olympic. Uh, Olympic looked like they do enough to win that game at that stage, and then that opened up the contest. You touched on Deacon Brownlee's goal in the second half. I thought he played really well. Really nice finish, too. Um, that was a good good passage of play to set him up. But other than that, Bulleye really had the chances to win this one and just couldn't find the back of the net. There was skimming the bar. There was shots too high. It was a really weird game. So in the end, probably one all's almost a fair result. 
And O'Rourke's red card. How much did the game change after that? Oh, massive! That was that was a momentum changer. And as we've seen in most games, when you're down to twelve, uh, down to ten men, that makes it so difficult. So, um, Olympic, yeah, Olympic didn't threaten as much in attack after that. I thought Olympic actually looked a bit clunky in attack all day, um, which is interesting because they were pretty clinical the week before against Wollongong United. And the gap now between Buller and the top four, as we said earlier, is one to eight points, which is a long way away. It's almost three wins away. They are now level with Paul Kembler, only two ahead of Wanuna. And Buller have now been dragged into that fight for the fifth spot as opposed to fighting for the league as we were tipping at the start of the year. Yeah, look, they were right up there for us. We said they've recruited well, which they have. It's just, I don't know what it is with Buller. They they look like they were keenest to play possession football, which is fine. Um they got their goal off the back of a bit of a missed pass around the halfway point of the field. But I don't know. They just didn't play inspiring football on the weekend, unfortunately. Which is really unlikable, isn't it? And they got some really good players. Um, I was very, very surprised to see Van Zyl and Beatty both on the bench. Uh, I thought they really lifted, in particular, when Joel Beatty came on. He added a bit of spark on the wing. But, yeah, I can't put my finger on it, Joe. Olympic, though, still undefeated despite, the, well, by their standards, an uninspiring performance. But now they're only two points ahead of Connor now and just four ahead of Abbey Park Whitey going fourth. So this race has, this result rather, has made the title race quite interesting now. Yeah, pretty much. I know they've, well, I spoke to Chris Price on the weekend. I know they're having some suspension and um, injury issues at the moment. So it'll be interesting. Connor would definitely be gaining ground on them. Is it a four-way fight for the title now, or do you still reckon Olympic are the favourites? I Well, there's certainly up there, those four, as you can see how close the title is. I've always thought pretty much Olympic and United are the two favourites. Um, since the early rounds, I think they've been the standout sides, but honestly, you can't fault them. They've just been so good, whether they have the experience to, to push on in the second half of the year, we're yet to see. And we'll move on to the next game now. Purple patch for Albion Park, 5-0 over Cringilla at Cram Park on Saturday Arvo. Now, what a statement by Albion Park. Nine goals in two games and with zero, zero rather conceded since the last time we spoke to each other. Now, Morgan taking his tally to 15 in 12 games. That's ridiculous. It, it feels like, you know, it feels, I think you said on your review last week, you, you said Albion Park are about where we expect on the ladder, but I think they've actually been better than that. They've actually played really good football. So I don't mean to disrespect them. I think they they are a bit of a chance for the title, um, especially when that board, that attack clicks. It's pretty hard to stop, isn't it? Oh, nine goals in two games really, really, what's the word? It exemplifies that, <laughs> really. Exactly. Yeah. So they're in great form. Uh, Morgo and Minatello playing really good football. Um, where, do, where do we go for Congella? I, I just don't know, mate. That's a, that's a really disappointing loss for them. Well, with Cringilla, I was sceptical last week to say that the Winuna result would kickstart their season, but unfortunately, similar to the last time they got a good result, they got put, they, next week they've got had five put on them, so it's tough going for them at the moment. Against a good side, obviously, a very good side, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard to know where to go for them. Yeah, Albion Park in the purple patch of form now. Yeah, you, you, obviously you haven't been here for the, around in this region for too long, Josh. But Albion Park, especially from about halfway onwards, I call it the Albion Park White Eagles party season. They seem to just flick the switch and hit form when they see that run home towards round twenty-two, 
And I tell you what, when they're on, they're probably one of the most dangerous teams in the league. And it's happened for a few years. It happened the year they won they won the GF in 2016. They just flicked the switch around this time of year. And then they just went on this massive run to the grand final. I know I've spoken about it before, but last year they were one, one minute away from a grand final. Mm. Or at least at least pushing went in to extra time and seeing what happened after that. So, uh, yeah, this this <laughs> it might be the switch has been you know hit once again. Once that switch is flicked, they're the mo- probably the most entertaining team to watch, and they did their goal difference a world of good on the weekend. Considering that may be a deciding factor for places come round twenty two, this result's quite handy. You look at that goal difference; they're only two behind um, uh, Olympic now, mm. so. That's that's definitely that's a massive boost for them if they're they're pushing for that third, even second spot, or even top spot. Really. Speaking of top spot, they're only four off the top. Are they title contenders? You reckon? Yeah. Look, I don't want to make it sound like I didn't think they were. I just before. I mean, I just think I've said all along. I think Olympic and United have the strongest squads since the early rounds of the year. But yeah, definitely Coniston and and Albion Park. They're definitely if they can time it right, they're definitely going to be up there. Also, first time this year that Korean Park has hosted a Cringilla Lions afternoon game. Do you pre- do you prefer this or the usual Friday night? Oh, I don't. I don't know, mate. I, oh. Again, is it like the Coniston? Uh, sorry, is it like the Coromel thing? Do they like oh. Friday night games down there? Oh yeah, the Cor- Coromel Sunday. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, oh, it's usually a highlight of most teams going playing there on a Friday night. As well, so I don't mind it as well, but an occasional Saturday game just like that on the weekend, obviously, not it's not good luck after the result last weekend, but yeah, everyone enjoys the Friday night games, but mixing up every now and then is not too bad, I reckon. But next one now, Ocean Park, two all between Winuna and Balambi. Now, I, I must say, I think I might have tipped this, I might have tipped two all last week, I'll have to listen, but I might have tipped a draw, I think I tipped a draw last week in this one. Just because of how Balambi got that positive result the week before and Wanuna's been struggling. Now, with this game, do you reckon it's is, is this result a case of Wanuna struggling or Balambi showing how far they've come and that they can cause trouble? Could be a bit of both. I think it's a really good result for Balambi. Um, I think Balambi, if you look at the ladder, Balambi on form have been more impressive than Wanuna, Tarawana, and Coromel in recent weeks. So they're probably unlikely to be 10th on the ladder. Um, see, I think, I think Rosella's been good. I've got a question for you. I don't want to take anything away from last year. I thought they were incredible last year. And it's it's strange when there's not so much personnel change. They lost Fernandez, the goalkeeper, and maybe a couple others. But have we overrated Winuna this year? Good question. I, I think... I wouldn't say overrated. I don't think overrated's the word. But I think it's a case that people, like teams in particular, have kind of worked them out a bit. They caught everyone by surprise last year, and that's not taking away what they did last year. What they did last year was incredible, and they absolutely deserved to get some silverware after the performance they put in last year. Like, you got to remember, but they were tipped to finish 12th last year. But I think it's it, especially after the first few times, few, few times they got a win, ever since then, it seems like everyone except for Albion Park has worked them out. And mind you, the next, they'll play Albion Park in a few weeks, I think about five weeks. So they could have worked them out as well. But it seems like at the moment, everyone's worked them out. So That was a close game last time. So Yeah. It just feels like besides Corey Haynes-Gross, do they have much real threat going forward? I mean, Brendan Patman's had some patches of good football. 
but and, and you know Ishii looks good coming from the back sometimes. Um, Jai Miller's been injured as well. Yeah, see, Jai's a big loss, but yeah, it's it's hard to get excited about Winona at the moment. Well, they need to turn it around real quickly now. Balambi, on the other hand, they've picked up four vital points over the last two weeks. They've now have a five point gap to South Coast United at the bottom. Getting a few more results like this will go a long way into staying in the top flight. And I believe you chatted to Jeff Orport about that topic last week in an article. Yeah. Yeah, that he pretty much admitted that's their top priority for the year is to avoid relegation. Um, look, he obviously, I think he also wants to concentrate more on playing good football rather than results. But at the same time, obviously, avoiding relegation uh, will be is crucial for them. And I think they're, they're taking good steps to do that, mate. I think right now... They're not out of the woods by any stretch, but I think it's a two-team race at the moment for relegation. It seems like it, doesn't it? A bit, but for Winuna as well, touching it, well, I was talking about Palambi, of course, but for Winuna, they've been sleeping for a bit now, but somehow they're still only two points away from the five, Josh. Yeah, which is, you know, give them credit. They're right in the, they're right in the hunt. It's, yeah, like I think I've heard something similar about um, Canberra Raiders in the NRL. They've had such struggles this year. They're just outside the eight um, somehow as well. So uh, maybe those both those teams will make the finals in their in their respective codes. But yeah, it's it's yeah they they need a big turnaround there at Winona currently. They need a result soon. Haynes, a positive though to come out of the last couple of weeks is that we touched on the Corey Haynes Gross. He's grabbed his second goal in two weeks, so if there's any positives to come out of their form slump, it's that he's beginning to find the back of the net again. He is so important to that side. Crucial. Next game now, and business as usual for Wollongong United after their first loss last week, 3-0 over Tarawana. United have enjoyed their game against, games against Tarawana this year. 5-1 the first time around, or 4-1 the first time around, and 3-0 the second time around, so a total of 8 or 9-1 over the two games, they just keep on doing their thing. This was a good result for them. They were, I'd say, ropeable after their their loss to to Olympic, which, as we've talked about, was the let's be honest, that was the game of the year. So, and they they didn't lose, you know, any respect. They were right in that game the whole game, and probably could have maybe with a bit more luck at least got a draw. So, but they've responded. The juggernaut is back. <laughs> they've responded with a big big win over the Blueies. Um, Bit of a disappointing result for Tara. I thought it might have been a bit closer than that. Yeah, oh, considering they held Olympic a few weeks ago, I would have expected a bit a closer defensive-wise, a bit closer. But with Wollongong United, what is it that they do so right to keep coming out week after week, continuing to get these results in games they're expected to get results in? What what's what do they do that just makes it click? It seems like every time. They, they expected to get a result, they get a result. Yeah, they, they don't seem... To, I mean, you have certain teams that seem to get up against the best teams and they might struggle against the lower teams. They seem to be a team that gets up against pretty much anyone. Um, so that's full credit to the coaching staff. Um, they've obviously got a winning culture down there at the United. Um, whether it's loved or hated externally, they definitely have a, <laughs> a winning culture. And um, yeah, they, they, they love winning, basically. So... They, uh, yeah, they just get the job done pretty much most weeks. Now, for Tarawana, they show signs of a tough and young team, but seems like they seem to struggle against Wollongong United. I'm pretty sure they're beating, beating convincingly. Convincingly. There's always one tongue twister for me every episode. They were beating convincingly last year as well. 
I believe it was two nil, I believe, but they were never. It was never. It was a Bulldog United's game to lose that one, and they've been soundly beaten the two times this year. They seem to struggle against Bulldog United, don't they? They just seem to have uh, Tara's measure for whatever reason. They just know how to beat them, and United. Yeah, they keep doing United things. Um, I think I've touched on it before, but I'm pretty sure they've done this without um, Billy Sobolos even playing a yes. game this season. So. Not sure what the story with Billy is. I saw him in a tracksuit down at the Olympic Games, so he's at least down there with the club at the moment. I'm not sure if it's an injury or whatever, but you know he was—he's always so important to their structure as well. So to do it without him is uh, impressive. And the next game now, which was closer than round one, of course, two-one, Paul Campbell over South Coast United. So South Coast United caused some nerves at the end, but Paul get the result. That's a good good win for Port, and you know puts them right on that top five um, radar so uh, uh, looks like they did from the outside I didn't actually see the game looks like they did enough to get the win um, good to see Nat Nikoloski back on the score sheet your man yeah a, a whole goal drought of what was it two weeks <laughs> two weeks we're getting worried about him um, and look it feels like South Coast United have improved even if it's slightly defensively oh I don't know. They're getting closer results most weeks, I feel, anyway. But Port did enough to win. The story's really about them. They did enough to win and keeps them in the top five hunt, which is really good. I'll touch on Port now. Now, obviously, Nikolovsky touched on, but Daniel Carella as well got his first goal in first grade over the weekend. They're both on the ball, very quick, both very dangerous and very silky on the silky on the ball. Now, they played together in youth grade in the youth grades and did some damage in there, so there's a good chance they could do the same here. Well, yeah, well, obviously, they know each other well and um, have worked in the same systems together. So that would be uh, a dangerous punch attack for, uh, for the Zebras. Now, Port could have had one earlier in the game, if not for a brilliant save by Jason Bleakie. It was dead set from about point blank. I don't know how he did it. It was, it was the most ridiculous save I've seen in a while. But South Coast United, they did have their chances as well in spades as well. So definitely a big difference between this one and the 4-1 at the start of the year. That's why I reckon they've improved. <laughs> I just, yeah. It just feels like they've had, I think, only one or maybe one blowout in the last couple of weeks. So it just feels like they're building something anyway. Next game now, the Sunday game, the trademark Coromel Sunday afternoon game. Coniston 2-0 over Coromel. Trademark uh, or dreaded? <laughs> oh, whichever perspective you want to look at it, it's another Sunday game for Coromel. The juggernaut rolls on, though, for Coniston. And surprise, surprise, guess who's on the score sheet again, Josh? There's two of them, actually. It's Voloda, Voloda sorry, and Urganovsky. They're the two hardest names to say, apparently. But uh, it, feels like, it feels like every week at least one of them gets on the score sheet. Well, Voloda's scored, in, I think, every week, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's got like six goals in five games ever since starting or something ridiculous. And every game he's played in, I don't think they've conceded a league goal. In the last, what, month or so, he'd probably be up there at least in the t- discussion for the most informed player right now. Well, I'll tell you what, if he started playing for Connor at the start of the year, surely he'd be in with a shout of George Naylor. But we'll touch on we'll touch on that a bit later. Obviously, he came about five, six games in. But this clean sheet record for Coniston is just beyond ridiculous now. Another clean sheet. Six clean sheets in the last seven games. Five clean sheets in a row. It's seven for the year. That's This is unbelievably ridiculous. It's funny because I wrote a couple of notes down about this game. I said another clean sheet for Coniston. They continue to roll on, and 
you kind of forget how um, how much they've improved since last year. You feel like they've always been this good just because they've dominated the comp this year. So, yeah, just another super impressive result for them. They're only two points off the top, Josh. There is a chance they could be top, of the, a, a little chance, but there is a chance they could be top of the league this time next week. Wow, who would have picked that? If you'd picked that at the start of the year, that they'd be potentially top of the ladder just after halfway through the season. That's incredible. For Coromel, on the other hand, they're only two points ahead of Balambi. They need a result fast. Yeah, look, I think we've said pretty much all season that Coromel are the hardest team to, to put your finger on what's going on. They have Some weeks they're down. Some weeks they pull out impressive wins or draws, uh, particularly draws, I believe. Um, yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, look at their position. They're ninth on the ladder. You know, they're eight points away from the top five and they're seven points away from bottom of the ladder so they're right in the middle of no man's land right now yeah it's a interesting case Coromel but we'll move on now so we threw it out again to the Insta stories as well if you want to get in, if you want to get featured on the pod go to our Insta stories most Wednesdays I'm pretty sure so we've got some listener uh, questions points to talk about this episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Fraternity Club of Ferry Meadow. You can get your best wood fire pizzas in the Illawarra here. Come on down, join us a member, grab a drink, have dinner, sit back and watch some football on the big screen. If you're having a function, be sure to get in contact with the frat as they have an extremely large function room upstairs in the club. The podcast is also brought to you by our sponsor, Ostbrokers City State Insurance Brokers. Contact them or see them at their office on Crown Street just above Zambrero for all your insurance needs. Both of our sponsors are fantastic supporters of football. Both are run by football people, so be sure to show some support. And the first one is basically asking, what do you reckon needs to change at Bulleye? And now the listener who sent it through believes their team on paper is a top two squad. So what needs to change in your opinion? Yeah, it's hard to know externally what's going on. I mean, um, on paper, we've said at the start of the year they're, they're up there with the top squads. They recruited really, really well. You know, getting Guy uh, Guy Knight, Littler, um, Joel Vitti, the list goes on. They, they recruited really well on top of what they already had. So, they just... It's hard to put a finger on what's going on. What do you think it is? Well, Van Zyl, when he came on, it's just inconsistencies from what I heard. Inconsistency, inconsistency. And I don't know where that comes down to. Like, you can't tell from an external point where that comes down to. But that inconsistency needs to be fixed one way or another. I don't know how that gets fixed because, well, if I was in the club, I'd know. But I'm not in the club. So, I'm just going to put it down to inconsistency from an external point of view. But next one now as well. Coniston v. Olympic is in a couple of weeks, Josh. I remember how hyped we were for the Olympic United game. This might be the second most anticipated game this season. Mm. So... Do you know how it ended up last time? I believe yes. one, but I don't remember the margin. It was 3-0. It was a convincing Olympic win, but that was... I think that might have been the last game before Volada and Dalmeida and Mendes came in. And a lot's changed since then. Oh, they've improved our sight since then at both ends of the field. So I, I agree with that. Uh, thank you for that question. I believe, yeah, that this could be one of the most exciting games of the year. Now, the next one now, obviously, the, the most important question of the lot, Josh. What hairstyle would Jordan Nikolovsky come out with this week? Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm more, I'm more uh, interested in what kind of... Does he do the blue steel look again, or is he going to pull out some other, <laughs> some other look from Zoolander? 
Mate, I don't mate, know. What do you think his hair is going to be like? This mate, there's talks. He, he had blonde streaks in youth grade years ago. I reckon there's talks they're coming back. <laughs> wow, that would be uh, that would be an eye catcher. Um, yeah, so we put the challenge out. We're talking off air about. We feel like we're always talking about uh, Jordan, um, you know, Krispy Kremes, haircuts, that kind of thing. We put the challenge out. Someone else in the comp needs to to lift their game in terms of hairstyles or or food obsessions. What do you think, mate? Give us the content, somebody. Mm. Somebody give us the content, please. Nominate you, nominate someone from your club. Usually a striker. They're the most. In, they're usually the biggest characters. They they're usually out yeah, the ones that are most out there. Who do you think? Some players you think there's obviously Morgo you could chuck in. He's done it before, but now obviously his ankles gave way, so we can't talk about the backflip. Oh, who else? Van Alai always has an interesting haircut going on. He goes all right. Yeah, yeah. He always has an interesting dude. So. Um, yeah, he usually has a pretty normal celebration, but I think he, he's got an area for improvement there. Come on, Van. Just some meme content, please. Anybody. Anybody. That's, that's what the that's what the listeners and the viewers want. Jordan's yeah, doing all the hard lifting there. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan's getting tired. I've seen him getting, um, what is it, those cups on the back this morning. He's, he's too, too busy carrying the comps meme Meme uh, content, so... um, yeah, can't so, afford that. I mean, someone... Morgo's ankle's gone. We can't afford to see Geordie's uh, back go. No, we can't have the back go. Not, not at a ripe age of 21. Next one now. Then this is the most controversial question of the lot, and I'll, I can guarantee it's in good humour. Chances of Winona Sharks ever winning again. Now, do you know who asked this? <laughs> oh, oh who, who, who asked this one? Uh, He's got a... I'll give you a hint. His his uh, initials are CHG. Okay, we may have discussed him already on the podcast today. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Another one um, as well. In terms of the answer, I, I'd, I'd like to think so. Surely they're gonna. <laughs> surely they're gonna have to win at some point. Uh, next one now is on a more positive light. Someone's and he's, uh, it's actual Michael Michael Mendes, who I'm pretty sure has played with this guy before. Daniel Carella scoring his first goal of the season. On the weekend. Awesome. Great to see. And then we saw Deacon Brownlee score his first goal in first grade as well for um, for Bulleye. So, good weekend for the, the first goal scorers. Now, this is from one of his mates, but it's on Caden Harrison. Is he the best goalkeeper the IPL has ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> sure, it wasn't from him himself. No, it definitely wasn't. I've got proof here on the phone. But um, oh, it, it could have been. He could have, could have hijacked it. Look, he's having an awesome year. Um yeah, can't can't fault him, especially the way Connor are going. Well, if he keeps up for the next five, ten years, he's surely in the conversation. But you can't go past someone like Mitchell Blows or something like that from the last years. Uh, uh, next... give, I reckon he's, he's definitely in discussion for the uh, Golden Glove Award. He's got to be up there for Goalkeeper of the Year. He'd be at least in discussion right now. Oh, he'd have to be. Next one now, speaking of uh, noughts or donuts, no, pardon the pun, how long was Nico's goal drought again? Two? Two weeks? Two weeks? I thought it was three. Oh, one and three. Three games? Five or three. For the weekend, his last goal was against Balambi, I think. Okay. He didn't score against Coromel. Who was who did they play after Coromel? I don't know, might have to stall while I have a look. Yeah, we'll have to have a look. We'll get back to that one. But the, now this one is probably the most interesting point of the lot. Mitsuo Yamada. Has to be leading the George Naylor medal race. I'll tell you what, that's not a bad shout at all. I actually, I agree. I think he's got to be, got to be a big shout for that one. He's in 
awesome form. Who else would you chuck in that conversation? Um, well, you pretty much pick out anyone from Olympic so far this year. Um, and we've talked on if, if Volator had played all season, he'd be right in the mix. Um, mm. oh, look, even Cameron Morgan has to be a shout. I know he's he's, he's leading the uh, Golden Boot as well, but he's been pretty good for for Park this year. Oh, he definitely has. Next one as well. Now, these these are the hard ending questions. Will Hamish Lamberton pass his neuroscience exam? <laughs> He's like, let's hope so. Fingers crossed for you, Lambo. Now, next one as well, and this has probably come from... He's probably answered his own question, but this is from Mitch Cooper. All right, so he got his first goal in first grade in the Burt Bandit Cup last week. The worst haircut in IPL history. Now, if you've seen his bleach job from the weekend against Cringilla... It's probably the the worst bleach job I've ever seen, so I reckon he's answered his own question. But can you think of any other haircuts that you've seen over the last... The worst haircut? Not off the top of my head, nothing that apparently challenges this. I haven't seen it, but the visual is quite impressive. So, um, And just getting back to your previous question, the last league game, at least, that Nikolovsky scored was against Blamby on May 22. May 22. Long, long time between your inks. Long... <laughs> Interesting. There we go. I'll tell you, if anyone can think of the worst haircut in IPL history, send them in, because I've seen this one at Mitch Cooper. I'll get it up on the story. This 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 bleach job, <laughs> I'll tell you what, this is bad. But on the other hand, we'll get into the round 13 preview. And the first game is 8pm Friday at Korean Park. We've got Kunjula up against Wollongong Olympic. So a tale of two differing stories. So Olympic with an unbeaten run, while Kunjula have only won once this year. I tell you what, you find it hard to go against Olympic in this one. Yeah, it was a pretty disappointing long weekend for Olympic too. So, you know, they obviously had the draw on Saturday. Um, we haven't touched on it yet, but they had their quite convincing loss in the Burt Bampton on Monday uh, against United. So it was a pretty disappointing couple of days for them. I know they've got, they didn't play the full strengths uh, squad in that, at least in that uh, Burt Bampton game. So... They will be pretty fired up to bounce back, I'd imagine, this week. And uh, unfortunately, Cringilla's in the firing line. A positive for Crini, though, is that they did hold Olympic for most of their Good Friday game earlier in the year. So that's something they could build on. I'm pretty sure it was 1-1 until about five minutes to go. And they usually play a lot better at home. Like most teams, they play well at home. So they need a big lift. I don't know where the lift comes from, but they need a big lift there at the lines. So Olympic, they've had a few big weeks, like not taking into account last week as well, but also that five four against United will have it take its toll a bit. They'll feel ready to go for this one though. They're in, like you said, the weekend before I could be wrong, but I feel, feel like they had a catch up game the weekend before the United game. It was against Winuna, yeah. Yeah, they've had FFA Cup. They made the sixth round of that as well, so they have been playing a lot of football. Um, but I think they they should bounce back this weekend. Well, they're still undefeated. It's not even bouncing back. They're still undefeated in the IPL. There you go, yeah. Here we go now. This is the moneymaker, your tip. Man of the match and score line. Olympic 3-0. Van Alaya, who we've called upon to uh, lift his uh, entertainment game. I think you'll get man of the match. Get out, Josh. Exactly the same. (laughs) No way. Oh... Oh, I'm not, oh, no point in me reading out that uh, that tip because it was exactly the same as Josh's. But we're getting to the next one now. Bulleye against Tarawana, 2.30pm Saturday at Balls Paddock. Two northern sides who desperately need a result for their top five chances. Yeah, look, 
one of the most important games is the the weekend in terms of context and, and ladder positions and I think it's actually the hardest game to predict of the weekend, just about. So, uh, Bulleye, look, Bulleye had have had patches. I thought, I think they need to be a bit more clinical in attack. Um, they did didn't quite look as potent as they probably could last week. Uh, whereas Tarawana struggled in defence last week. So it's both, yeah, they both need to kind of lift it opposite ends of the ground. And because of their two the two sides inconsistent form, it's tough to pick a favourite in this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, don't know. As I said, I think this is a really hard game to predict this one. Tara have not won, and this hasn't been touched on a bit. Tara haven't won since their game against South Coast United, which was six games ago. So, is it, is it cause for concern? Um, possibly. I mean, it depends. I mean, they've still got a couple of draws in that time, so it's not like they're losing every week. But if they want to make the top five, then yeah, it's definitely almost panic stations for them. Bullo have got a few teams chasing them now for fifth spot, and a slip-up would have big ramifications for them. So you think this one is a must-win, man? Nothing else would that but a win would do. I agree. I know they were against Olympic last week, but I really felt like they left, left a big opportunity slip with that one-all draw. They really should have pushed for a win in that game, extra man on the field, all that kind of thing. But yeah, it's definitely a must-win for them this week if they uh, want to make their top five. Now, because despite because they're eight points away from fourth, below that is, do you reckon top four is out of reach? Yeah, it almost is. What we've got ten ga- um yeah ten games left now, including this weekend, and they're what almost three wins behind the next position on the ladder. So you got to factor they got to win most of their games and hope the top four sides drop games for them to move into that top four. If Tara don't win this one, they could be as much as eight points away from the five. It's must win for both parties, this one. Yeah, just as important for both sides. One of those uh, stereotypical six-point games, this one. Absolutely. And and now, your tip. <laughs> I'm going Bulleye one, Bluey's one. I'm picking the draw this week. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, I don't, know where, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be right or wrong. We'll see. Um, Guy Knight, man of the match. Okay, so this one wasn't the same. I've got 2-1 Bulleye, man of the match, Littler. I think he's going to be key if they're going to get a win in this one. But next one is Balambi against Albion Park, 2.30pm Saturday at Elizabeth Park. Now, this is an interesting one. So both teams have enjoyed a good few weeks. This game was the game that saw Albion Park have their coaching change earlier in the year as well. And Balambi grabbed their first point of the year. But makes for intriguing viewing. Yeah, look, as I said, I think Rosellas, the Rosellas have been pretty good the last couple of weeks, and particularly last week. Um... But they're coming up against Albion Park, who are arguably one of the most informed teams right now. So it's going to be tough for them this weekend. Now, Balambi had a solid start of the year, competitive start of the year, hit a roadblock a little bit, but a few positive results over the last few weeks have shown that they can be an issue for the top teams. Yeah, they've, they've tightened up in defence, which is good. I don't know if they have the firepower, um, goal-scoring ability to beat Albion Park, but yeah, it'll be an interesting game, this one. They have caused Albion Park some issues over the last couple of years in particular. Well, there you go. So, maybe they uh, maybe they spring the upset this weekend. For Albion Park, though, nine goals in two games, two clean sheets. And like we said earlier, this club loves a good run home to round 22. Yeah, that's right. And this year, you know, they've, they've added a couple more avenues to goal. I think Minatello, that was probably his best performance of the week um, of the year on the weekend, getting a couple... Hamish Lamberton starting to, to look really good in that side as well. And then Morgo just does Morgo things. Here we go. Tip time. 
I've gone the White Eagles 3 1. Mm-hmm. And I think Hamish Lamberton man the match. Okay, I've gone Albion Park 2 1. I reckon the Balambi will be hard to break open than what we think. And I've gone man of the match, Brendan Fordham in the middle. Fordham, interesting. Fordham, yes, yes. Wollongong United against Coromel now, 2.30pm Saturday at Macedonia Park. So, Wollongong United's a win with an Olympic, three points away. and They're all class in the reverse fixture early in the season with Yamada being instrumental in that win. You expecting him to do the same this weekend? Yeah, well, I picked him for my man of the round. So, I think uh, that's my obvious choice for man of the match. And uh, I think United, just they're just looking too good they've just been really strong pretty much every game they've been in or obviously they've only dropped the one game so um and it's really hard to read Coromel's form I just don't know what it is with Coromel this year well it seems like for United most weeks their firepower is just too strong for most teams and they don't concede much at the back either it's a good recipe for success touching on Coromel though it has been a like last year for them in a way so what are you expecting from them this weekend uh, a lot of fight. Um, am I right in saying this is a Saturday game, so they get away from Sunday for, for once? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you if there was a blue moon tonight. <laughs> Could be a key factor. Maybe they play better on Saturdays. Um, look, it's, it's guys like Rick uh, Goodchild. They're always a key for Coromel. Um, if he can, yeah, score a, a brace or something like that, then they're a chance. All right, tips for this one. I've got Wollongong United. 3-0 with Yamada, man of the match. Oh, close. I've gone 3-1, United, man of the Yamada, man of the match. This one. Next one is Paul Campbell and Wununa, though. My match of the round, 2.30pm Saturday at Weatherall Park. And we all remember the last time these two played, that 4-all draw. It's 6th versus 7th with not much separating them with 5th spot. This will have big ramifications. And that was the game, I believe, uh, Port were down, what was it, like three by three goals or something? Four one. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Um, yeah, okay. So it's a crucial game in the context of the top four. That that game suggests that both teams can score a goal against each other. So, but I just like Paul Campbell a lot more on form. Uh, they've been consistently better in at least the last month or so. Yeah, Paul Campbell's equal points are blind. They have been in good form, so looking to see them score a few goals this weekend? Um, I think it'll be a close game, actually. So I don't think it'll be as high scoring as uh, last time. Mind you, I won't go one all. Uh, I won't say too low scoring. The last time I predicted that was 5-4 between United and Olympics. So uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, I I think it'll be a close game, and it won't definitely won't be 4, four all this for Winuna, what's what's gone wrong there? So it's been a long time since a win. What's gone wrong? Do you think? It's externally, it's hard to tell what's going on with Winuna. Um, they don't look that much different. We've mentioned a couple of players out, but they've just got to find their find a way to to get a win. Basically, no, it sounds a bit silly, but it's true. If they were to win, where do they win it? Um, I think. Well, Kane's gross is always the key in terms of goal scoring. Um, is he up to seven off? This seven, seven or eight, I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's seven. Yeah, I don't know who's second behind him in terms of goal scoring. So he's just he's the key to their their attack. For Paul Campbell, on the other hand, Nikolovsky and Corella together looked dangerous last week. Both both silky and quick on the ball. You reckon for Paul unlocking them in attack would be key? Yeah, absolutely. You said they played a bit of uh, youth youth grade together. That they know each other well. Um, those combinations are crucial. Throwing guys like Matthias. Paul and Patterson and the co, they got a good good side. 
Your tip for this one? I'm going Port Kembla 2-1. Yeah. With Keegan Matthias, man of the match. Very close. So I'll give this one a tick. I've gone 2-1 Port. <laughs> oh, yep. Man of the match, Patterson. Okay, Pato. That's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Coniston against South Coast United, a final game to round out the round. 3 p.m. Sunday at JJ Kelly, so it is a blue moon. Coromel is not playing on a Sunday this week. They have the week off. The reverse fixture for this one was a 2-1 win to Cono, but since then, Cono has built, built well as a top team and is now in second. So what a story it's been so far. Yeah, look, you can't can't fault them. They've been great. I think they've only had one loss all year as well. Like, and that was early in... Two, two losses, but that was pretty early in the piece against two of the top sides. So, I think this is a little bit of a danger game for Coniston. Um, yeah, it sounds funny against the bottom of the ladder, but they're often the danger games where you can probably, I don't know, just kind of expect to turn up and win. Um, having said that, I do think they will be too strong again. Um, yeah, it's just they're just playing good football at both ends. Now, Volder and Ogronovsky have been key to that. They've been sealing a few of the headlines with their goals and attack. But ever since the addition of Equay Darmada in their defence, their defence has been the league's best, and it seems like he was the final piece of the puzzle that they needed. Yeah, that's exactly right. They they seem to have flair, experience, and just consistency across all lines at the moment. Plus, um, yeah, a really good coach as well. And obviously the best uh, keep, goalkeeper of all time, I believe. <laughs> is Connor, do you reckon Connor is going to cause a few issues for those top clubs this year? Definitely, yeah. I think they. It'll be interesting to see how they they match up on those sides the second time around. I think it'll be a lot closer if not give them a chance. For South Coast United, though, one goal lost last week. Still looking to find some more points after their only win of the season against Gringilla. So, what are you expecting from them? Uh, a lot of fight. Um, as I said, I, I feel like they have improved a little bit at least the last couple of weeks. Um, they just got to they just got to fight these games out and. As you said, I think you said Bleakley was quite good at the back last week, and he's always important for them. Now, your tip for this one? I'm going Coniston 3 0. Cono to keep that uh, clean sheet rolling on. And I've gone Ugrinovsky for man of the match. Well, that's the review, the preview. Round 12, round 13. We're trucking along nicely. Quick plug in as well. Go to, if you want to watch the Euros, go down the front, check out the Euros on the big screen down there. But Josh, once again, welcome back and thanks for coming. Thanks, mate. And one last shout out to uh, we've got a couple of players in the A League finals this weekend. Um, of course, Sydney FC taking on Adelaide uh, with, with Joel King there at Sydney FC, and uh, Adam, Adam Federici's uh, Bulls taking on Melbourne City. Should be interesting games, those two. Be sure to watch those as well. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>